1: Welcome to Money in the Market, I'm Hong Bin Jung. Since late October, U.S. stocks have rallied. The S&P 500 has surged roughly 10 percent and the Nasdaq up 13 percent. And that's as investors increase bets that the Federal Reserve's tightening cycle is over after signs of cooling inflation and job growth in a better-than-expected third-quarter earnings season. But some experts say the recent rally that has lifted U.S. stocks and bonds is more of a year-end rebound than a turning point. So should investors continuously stay cautious on U.S. stocks? Will non-U.S. shares offer better returns in that sense? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Gary Dugan, who is a CIO of Dama Capital. Hi, Gary. Welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you. Good to be talking.
1: Good to have you on again. So, Gary, you know, we're almost to the end of the month. I believe we have like two more days left. How have uh, U.S. stocks fared this month? Fairly better than the month of October, I believe? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: extraordinary absolutely extraordinary yeah. I mean, you're told that volatility of the market is down but the mm-hmm. market has just gone up in a straight line yes yeah. it's been an extraordinary month
1: okay speaking of volatility as well the VIX index it seems to be have stabilized as well right
0: it has and to be honest the way this is measured, the market is just going up or down. The volatility is drops. And we've just had a uniformity through this month of almost every day being up and you know strong, heavy flows of capital coming into the market. Lots of retail investors topping mm-hmm. up on their equity holdings through the month
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: hope that the Federal Reserve will be cutting interest rates early in 2024.
1: Mm, Okay, okay. Well, you know, it looks like Wall Street strategists are, you know, they are shifting to a more, let's say, they're expecting further gains for the S&P 500. And in fact, some are predicting even a 5000 points in 2024. But you know, should investors still be, you know, cautious about US equities? Or does the recent rally kind of set the tone of how markets will fare for the rest of the year as well as the next?
0: Yeah, I think people have got to be cautious. You don't ordinarily get a you know seven to ten percent increase mm-hmm. in an equity market in a month. Right. I think people have just got too excited with the expectation that Fed will cut interest rates. Mm-hmm. The only way the Fed can cut interest rates is that the U.S. economy has got to slow down. If it slows down. We expect analysts to be cutting corporate profit forecasts, and that's not good news for the equity market.
1: Okay. Well, at the same time, in the wake of the recent market rally, you know, an assessment of the investment grade bond market revealed a return to Mm -hmm. pre pandemic yield levels. What does this signal?
0: well you know i think if you had to buy something this morning i'd prefer to be buying a bond than an equity and the the reason being is that i do think over time that the central banks will bring inflation under Mm -hmm. control and they have a target of say two percent in many Mm -hmm. parts of the world and if a bond is paying you four or five percent that's a high real yield which means that the spending power of your savings will be increasing because Mm -hmm. you're earning more than the inflation rate And so, you know, whereas on equities, I could easily see a correction of the 10% rise that we've seen in a month. So I'm just more cautious on equities here.
1: You know, I've been speaking to you for a couple of minutes now, and it doesn't seem like you're very optimistic about this recent rally that we're seeing. So for you then, how do you believe investors then should stay cautious on U.S. equities? I mean, what investment approach should they consider when investing in U.S. stocks?
0: you've always got to be disciplined. And I always Mm -hmm. say to people, I must say, I struggle with this myself, because you get emotional, right? When the market's going up, it's easier to buy. When the market's falling, it's easier to sell. So Mm -hmm. you've got to reverse that. When the market's going up, and you should be taking your profits. When the market falls too far, you should be buying. So all I'm saying is longer term equities is an important asset class in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. You should be topping up when the market is down, not up. So I'd just be very patient here. Keep the cash to one side. Mm. Indeed, even take some profits here and look for a better buying opportunity.
1: Okay. Speaking of looking for better buying opportunities, I mean, despite the market rally over in the U.S., should investors seek opportunities in markets outside the U.S.? Can they offer better returns?
0: Oh, absolutely, and the valuations in other parts of the world are a fraction mm-hmm. of what they are in the United States. So valuations like P multiples and dividend yields are mm-hmm. showing that the market's expensive. But you know, one market that we keep an eye on, and I know it's not a kind of, I would say, foreigners' interest, mm-hmm. is been China. Okay. Um Yeah, you know, Hang Seng Index year to date is down twelve percent. S and P five up eighteen percent. That's a thirty percent derating
1: mm-hmm. of
0: the markets. In North Asia. And to me, when you see those scale of underperformance for market, that to me screams buying opportunity, not selling opportunity.
1: And that's despite, you know, them having a fragile economy at the moment.
0: Agree. But I could give you reasons why the U.S. is more (laughs) fragile than you think. And, you know, and the the day they've been spending money, it's like going out with your credit card and just Mm -hmm. keep spending and spending. And one day you'll be called to account for it. I mean, mm-hmm. the one positive thing that I would say about what China is doing, although clearly something of a crisis point in terms of the property sector, is they're addressing the imbalances in the economy. The mm-hmm. U.S. has yet to do that. So I think, again, you want to be buying markets that are down and you want to be buying markets where you see policymakers addressing fundamental structural problems. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, you can buy the Chinese broad markets on very low valuations.
1: What about Japan?
0: Well, Japan has probably got the best story we've seen in 20 to 30 years. Yeah, We've finally got a corporate sector that's restructuring itself and consistently. So you could choose the companies, you could count them on one hand. Mm -hmm. The companies that were delivering value to shareholders and now we've it's now a change of corporate culture, I think will lead to better returns to investors and a higher valuation on the market. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I kind of hope that um, the market could be returning 15%, 1-5% to investors next year.
1: Okay, well, are investors currently then seeking out Asian equities rather than US stocks in the current market conditions? I mean, what are some trends you're seeing amongst investors at the moment?
0: yeah i think the u.s investment scene is dominated by tech you can't really find those same same excitement in other parts of the world so i get it there but on the broad markets asia in particular europe to some extent offer better opportunities for upside surprises relative to current expectations on growth and secondly that we're going to see corporate sectors you know delivering the corporate uh, delivering the growth that we're anticipating so i think valuations will make it very attractive and I think the opportunity is there for some better returns in 2024.
1: I see. I see. Well, you know, will Asian equities then be able to be the real winner this year? I mean, what does Asian equities offer to investors that, you know, investors won't be able to attain with U.S. stocks?
0: Asia provides better balance, you know, so economies that have got trouble, it's been Mm -hmm. addressed. That's where we would place China. Mm -hmm. If you look at Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia is well set, particularly, I think one of the real generators of good returns in the next uh, 12 months will be this lower dollar. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a lower dollar, you have less inflation pressures in other parts of the world and notably here in Asia. And secondly, you are going to see people focusing on countries delivering good growth. Mm. The developed world's is delivering growth of one and a half percent. The emerging world and the developed world in Asia is delivering three to four percent. Mm-hmm. So investors will seek out that growth and they'll pay a higher multiple for it as we go through the next 12 months. So we would overweight a you know, more positive view of particularly of Asia for 2024.
1: Okay. Okay. Are there any specific sectors that investors can also seek opportunities as well?
0: Well, I think some of the cyclical sectors may be just challenged because we're going to see lower growth in the mm-hmm. United States next year. So you focus on the tech sectors or you focus on domestic demand in those particular countries. So I would seek out the consumer, the broad consumer and service sectors. Mm-hmm. And I'd also have a little bit of well, significant interest in back into real estate. Okay. You know, globally, I think we're fairly comfortable that mm-hmm. we've seen the peak in interest rates around the world and those interest rates will fall. And, you know, Singapore REITs that have got beaten up, REITs in other parts of Asia as well, or just property plays. There's still a huge building boom to take place. There's still good yields on many of these companies. And those are the kind of companies you should seek out in an environment where interest rates come down modestly through the year.
1: I see. I see. Before we let you go here, how can then investors, you know, balance both U.S. equities and Asian equities Mm. in their portfolios for the best returns? How can they get the best of both worlds?
0: If you follow normal indices, Mm -hmm. typically your global equity exposure is something like 60% in the U.S. Mm. and 40% elsewhere. I'd reverse that. I think there's a much better opportunity that you put the majority of your portfolio Mm. into non-U.S. And in the U.S., your exposure should still be largely into the tech industry.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Gary, for your time and your insights today.
0: Not at all. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We've been speaking with Gary Dugan, who is a CIO of Dalma Capital. I'm Hong Hongbin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.